You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, Sid Talk, the before the after the show discussion is a public service announcement that you should turn your clocks forward tonight at 2 a.m., I even don't though it's going to help anybody because this is tomorrow. Even though you, yeah, this happened a day ago. So my public service announcement right now. That yesterday you should have. If today is Monday after Sunday of the day <laughs> that we're doing this, this isn't even Sunday. It's Monday. It's Saturday. Correct. So most people listen to this on Monday. Two days ago, if they didn't do their clocks, they're late for work right now. Yeah. So. And if it's three weeks from now, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> There's so your the, public so service, the public service announcement. So the public service announcement is <laughs> Never useless. Mind. Never mind. If you read my Twitter feed, I always say, like, put the clocks forward. So that's probably better, public service announcement. And it's one of those nights when, because I work on Sundays, I get to either go to bed early, which I will not, or uh, lose an hour of sleep, which I probably will, because I won't no, go to bed No, what will happen is, you will just go to bed as normal. Which is usually around You will go to work two. tomorrow, <laughs> you will come home and be really tired. Hopefully. That's what, that no, be good. That's what will happen. That'll be good. Um, it works to your advantage in that way, because you get I can assure sleep. you, though, I won't be tired just... After I get home, I'll no, be tired you'll be tired day. about yeah all day. Yes, you, you might even message Actually, me. Actually, I won't so. because of the hour. That's not. It never affects me. I am a bad goer to better. Yeah, totally. That's my problem. You just want to watch one last episode of something. Yep. Or, yeah, totally. and I don't. You know what? I've flown. Um, you've flown across the big ocean, and I have flown across the big ocean, and uh, those six nine hours, six hours nine hour difference, the nine hour flight and the six hour time difference didn't bother me one bit. I. You know? It bothers me terribly. It doesn't bother me. So, service announcement is over. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> so it is Saturday, March the 9th, 2013. This Was is that after... the before the after the show discussion? Replacement this time? Yes, I did okay. say that. Right at the very beginning, I said this is the... I wasn't paying attention. Okay, so it's Saturday, March the 9th, 2013. This is episode number 265 of After the Show. What's After the Show? Uh-huh. It's me. There's only you here. Nobody else. <laughs> Wait, I, this isn't... I'm not prepared to <laughs> give a definition. It is a... We talk about a movie, then you record it, and then you put it on the internet, and then some people listen to it. It's a podcast. You're listening <laughs> exactly. to Exactly. I was giving you the definition Hello. of what it is. If I said it's a podcast... People someone... know what a podcast is. <laughs> they don't need... It's not like they didn't... Never. See, you should have told me you were going to ask right. me. So, and we're married to each other. Correct. So this is a podcast about movies. We're going to review one this week. This is a two hundred. Why did you ask if you were going to tell them what it was? This is the two hundred sixty fifth time we have done it. So you should pretty much know what it is. But I know what it is. <laughs> I've never had to put it into words. All right. So the movie we're looking at this week is Wreck It Ralph. This is a two thousand and twelve movie. Uh, it's released on Blu Ray. Actually, was released this Tuesday, so you can go and buy it now. Um, it's PG. Rated PG. It's from our friends at Disney. And Sid Talk, I'm going to ask you. So you're going to have to get ready. I know this part. The synopsis of Wreck-It Ralph. I'm not fully prepared, but... Wreck-It Ralph is a story of a dude who lives in a video game. Who's been the bad guy in this video game. Is he called Ralph? For uh, 30 years. If you want me to tell it, then I will tell it. Do you want to hijack it? No, it's rapport. No, it isn't. Um... He decides he doesn't want to just be the bad guy anymore. 
I think he doesn't necessarily not want to be the bad guy, but he doesn't want to just be the bad guy. And he wants to make his life a little more pleasant. And so he finds out he could win a, an award or something, a, a medal in some other game. And it is essentially how in an arcade all the video games are connected and characters can go game to game. It's a world behind when the arcade closes and it all, and uh, he, it's a hero story with a small child and some really cool uh, video game references. Homage to video games of all kinds. Ultimately, it's Essentially a he- the, hero story. Yeah, all kinds, actually. I was just going to say, like, the old video games, but no, the new video games as well. Well, all this. Kinds. Yeah. That's about as old, that's as old as it gets. Yeah. And what I'm doing is one finger up, one finger down, one finger up, and we're pretending there's a ball, um, a square. Pong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just say the word punk. <laughs> Again, I'm trying to make sure that if anyone doesn't know these things, All right. I'm here to fill them in. So, Sidtar, what is your, um, what do you think of Wreck-It Ralph? I think you should give your, your, well, I really enjoyed it, but I'm not the video game person for the last 35 years of my right, life. Right, that's why I was asking you first, because yeah. I've got opinions on it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I didn't understand a lot of the video game references other than just knowing them superficially, so I don't have any emotional connection. So that would probably have added something to it. Um, I really like the character of Ralph and his motivation and all that stuff. I'm not a Sarah Silverman fan, so it was hard for me to get over hearing her voice constantly, even though the character's a really cool little chick. So that was hard for me. I had to, I had to really work on it. But um, I think it's really fun. Maybe just not. There's I don't know. There wasn't enough. There's a little bit of emotion because I did have a tear in my eye at one point. I think it wasn't for me. There wasn't enough like warm-hearted humor. It still always fell back to the smacking and punching and hitting and kicking and insulting each other kind of comedy, which I don't really appreciate that much. So that always, it was like a little prick every time and every time and every scene and every scene and every scene. So I was like pulled back a little bit by that. I don't, I feel like that's like the idiot's way out to make something funny because somebody gets smacked in the face. In fact, actually. And anybody who wants to challenge that is full of shit. Because if you think it's funny to watch somebody animated or otherwise get smacked in the face or punched in the head. If you can explain that to me with a straight face. You can't. I mean, you probably can. You can pretend. But I just don't find it that cute or funny. So that always kind of pulled me out a little bit. So what do you think? So what, what I really liked about it is um, the... Obviously, it starts like the 8-bit thing. Um, y- you know, it starts on an 8-bit screen of this game called Fix Fix It Felix, which is the game that this movie is centered around. It's an, you know, an old arcade game. It's similar to Donkey Kong, right? You know, I would really have loved them to include a playable version of that on the Blu-ray somehow. Oh, yeah, that would be The actual fun. game, but they did not, unless you... Maybe you can, you know, find it somewhere, I don't know. But, um... Because they made the game, for yeah, real. Yeah, they did make the game, because they in their offices... I bet they, you can buy it. I'm sure... That, yeah, actually, come to think of it, when I was looking in the Android store the other day, I saw a Wreck-It Ralph game, so it could be that. But it's not called Wreck-It Ralph. It's called Fix-It No, the Felix. game was called Wreck-It Ralph, but it could include that. You know, so um, what I really like. Well, let's just make it very clear: there is no game called Wreck-It Ralph that no, exists it's, anywhere it's a, in this uh, world. That's what I was saying. It's a fictional game, but it's 
similar to Crazy Climber or I mean, Donkey Kong. Even the game is not called No, Fix It, it Felix. Yeah. It's similar to, and, and because it's called Fix It Felix Jr., it's similar to Donkey Kong Jr., it's similar to, it's those games of that kind, Donkey Kong. Um, so what I really loved uh, at the beginning, and I knew I was going to like it from the beginning, the opening dialogue, John C. Riley, the narration over the top, where it's setting up what is going on there. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I did, because I, I knew this was about video games, but I didn't know he was a character in an old video game. I didn't actually know that. Because you don't really see an 8-bit version of him in the advertising. You just see the you know, new version, the fancy version of him. So I thought, that, wow, that's a really cool idea. That he's in a video game, and he's the bad guy, and he never gets celebrated because at the end of the day, when the when the arcade closes, uh, it's represented here as Fix It Felix celebrates with all the town's residents, and he just goes and kind sleeps of in the garbage sleeps pile. in the garbage, and it's like he's always looking at them, going, "Why are they getting all the?" So I really love that. It's a really nice way to start, and then it totally blew my mind. The movie, <laughs> and this is like the genius thing of this movie. And it's my favourite thing of the whole movie. So they're inside this game and then the camera turns around and up in the sky you can see the the screen what the actual people in the arcade would be looking through. That did take my breath away. Yeah, I was I was like, oh wow. And then, you know, how they... He wants to go and get a gold medal, like you said. So the way to do it is to go to somebody else's game and get it. And they travel through the, the electrical wire that comes out of the back of the machine, through the power strip, which is like plugged into all of them, and then into a, a big station where all the games converge, which is the power strip, essentially, right? right. Inside the power strip. I thought that was genius. I was like, wow. I kind of think it's, it's the way the guy said it on the extras. It was just like, a th- oh, we just thought of this. Yeah. I, I would have been, yes, this is the best idea ever we've ever come up with. Like, it's... To link it all together is it's perfect. And like when Ralph looks when Ralph's in his game, obviously in an arcade, games are across from each other or next to each other. When Ralph looks into the sky, which is essentially how we'd look up to the moon, he looks through that window and he sees the face of the um Vanellope, who who is another character. On the other game console. On the other game console. So so it's like it's just this awesome connection between the real world and these characters inside the machines now the actual worlds that he visits which happens to be in this movie they visit like a first person shooter world and a racing world i thought that they could have been more worlds absolutely i I feel like it spent a lot of time in that candy world. yeah i felt like we're getting that's one of the things i was getting lost in the sort of goofiness of the sweet world right so how i felt was We've seen this power strip and we've seen all these games coming out of it. And we've seen the arcade and all the different games. The dancing game we saw at the beginning, like Dance Dance Revolution. uh, And all those different games. And then I kind of... I kept thinking, well, well, you know, we're in this first-person shooter game, which was really cool, by the way. It looked amazing. We're only in that for like five minutes. And then we land in this candy world and the rest of the movies... You know, we have a scene where we have a lot of bad guys from video games together. Why not have him have to rally a lot of the good guys or those same bad guys? Right. Go to their worlds. Go to Pac-Man. So that's where I felt it missed an opportunity because once we get to this grand station and there's all these doors and all these doors have names of games on them. And I was like, oh, wow, in a bit we're going to to see Street Fighter. We're going inside Street Fighter. 
go we, in and you could go and pack mangas. Yeah, and they're street, there. I but. saw Street Fighter. The, the first door, or the second door along was Street Fighter, and we'd already seen Zangief, etc. And I was like, we're going in Street Fighter in this movie because he's going to go in all these worlds. That's the idea, isn't it? When it didn't, I was a bit disappointed because I feel, I feel like it was a missed opportunity because they got the licenses to all the characters. Sonic the Hedgehog's just on a billboard. I mean, it, we could have gone in Sonic's world. Exactly. That's where I felt that was a bit of a missed opportunity. I wanted that. And Candy World was cool and everything. I wouldn't have focused the whole movie in it. Because it, it was a cutesy kind of kart racer, like Mario Kart. Right? Exactly. Um, with it kind felt of, a bit contrived when you start thinking of the, the executive side of making movies for kids. You know, that... Like, if we go to a fighting game, and we go to another fighting game, and we go to another fighting game, who are we, who are we playing to here? Yeah, I hate that the thought of it, but yeah. But so, aside from that, you know, that was a thing where I thought they'd missed the opportunity. But as far as like the cameos of different Cuba and Pac Man and the ghost from Pac Man and all those things that you see, like those, even if we're in the sweet world all that time, then why can't we have all those characters yeah, flood through. in there? Yeah, like... or have you know, this is very. I guess this is an overused concept, but what if this? danger that we're facing this threat needed everybody to band together yeah because it's not just going to be this you know we've heard of an arcade where blah 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 happened and because it's kind of part of the, the a story inside of the game anyway that a certain thing can happen inside of a game that makes that game have to be unplugged and then you're done why not have it a bigger threat because i know that i'm maybe i'm too tuned into like big action movies where the world is at risk or whatever but it always felt a little bit I shouldn't say claustrophobic because we are inside of a game cabinet. But still, that's where I wanted them to start showing up. I want the fighter guy to show up. And I want Pac-Man to come, the ghost from Pac-Man to start showing up. But, you know, and unfortunately it does kind of peck at you a little bit. Yeah, because they set it up at the beginning with this. Because you need some contrast with all that sweetness. And that sounds really weird. But I felt a little bit like there's sugar, 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 sugar. It's an amazing looking place, obviously. But I want some contrast thrown in there. And it's amazing what they do. The king guy is awesome. And the race is cool. The Yeah, the cars and everything. But when she was there, she was a good contrast. And Fix It Felix is there. They're all really a cool, like. A little distraction for your brain from all the sweet, sugary pictures that you're looking at. So I like the fact that they made two games up to... You know, they didn't use real games, so they could go all out with them. Like, because I'm assuming if you, um, like, say, oh, we're going to set the second part in Sonic's world, you probably have to fit to all of Sonic, all of Sega's, like, no, you can't do that, yeah, you can't do that. So Plus, everybody's going to love that part of the movie. And not love the other part. Right. So I like the idea of making two games up, but them being like, you know, spin-offs of... And in the world of the everybody else. But yeah, I feel like they, if you get that, the high amount of um, product placement, or whatever you call it, where they've got the real... Even Mario was not there, but um, Bowser was there. and you know Maybe that's why they couldn't go into Sonic's world. Maybe it was too constrained, or they couldn't... You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They also said it was really hard, that they built four worlds anyway. Right. We talked about it, and we've got the real world and each game and Central Station. So maybe it was just like, look, logistically, we can't make ten different video games. But, he, you know. But they did go to the trouble of getting all these different companies, Nintendo, Sega, Capcom, to, you know, use the characters. Atari. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of different. Um, there wasn't a lot, really. 
When you think about it, there wasn't. That was there wasn't, thing. but there was some. I was expecting was, like dozens of recognizable everything, and I just didn't. I mean, there were key lot. people for me as a video gamer throughout True. the years. You know, you're like, wow, there's Bowser sat in a. And the reason that is is because mostly men your age made this movie. Yeah, and I felt the love for video games. I did. I, there was Absolutely. somebody in here, don't know, you know, the director or the team or whoever, who loved video games. I think they loved video games then more than they do now, though. Absolutely. I, I, I felt that they. I felt that they had a mild understanding of today's video games. Really, you know, because they in the extras they were talking about how they built this other world that was similar to Grand Theft Auto and uh, The, the Sims. Sims. And it wasn't and then when at we saw all. It was not at all. So I was thinking, what, do you not even know what... What, what he was talking about was because it was in, like a Miami kind of place. as well. Like, oh, yeah, like Vice That's City. what he was talking yeah, about, yeah. Right. So I, I was feeling like, oh, no, I, I feel like, yes, you have a love for video games, but you haven't played them for 20 years. You're that kind of person. You know the people who go, yeah, I used to play Donkey Kong. It was cool. You often hear that when you say, do you like video games? Because yep. I often ask people. Oh, you into video games? Oh, I used to play Super Nintendo. You always hear that. There is that kind of person, right? You played and then uh, don't play again. So that's how I feel that that team. Like might GBD have been. kind of. Fe- I mean, he plays. Well, but he still. plays though, right? So, but I feel like it was a lot of those, you know, forty-five-year-old dudes who used to play but don't play. So when it comes to the new stuff, they had to kind of, you know, what they think new stuff is yeah. like. So. Um, the blurbs off the box of what everything says. Yeah, like, oh, we see these people play Halo. Uh, we've heard of Halo. They're we... dressed up in these big mechanical suits right. and they're killing bugs. Yeah. There's a <laughs> bit of an really Starship Troopers there, I thought, a little bit. They, they bug... It was like Halo and Starship Troopers mixed together. I thought together. they were called bugs in Halo. No, not in Halo, no. But they're like a bug, right? No, they're not. Mm. They're like an alien. Like, yeah, they're not like that. It was like a cross, wasn't it? But... You know, it was quite clear that this this um, game they'd made to look like Halo a bit was kind of Halo-ish. Even that yeah. thing that fires up into the sky looked like Halo. Um, I thought that looked a little bit like um, whose sword? Who's got the sword? Luke Skywalker. No, in a game. Famous sword of Ninja Gaiden. No, a green hat, green outfit. Link. Yeah, Could that's be. what it looked like yeah. to me when you zoomed in on the hand. In the thing, and I was like, "Oh, that's like an unmentionable reference, maybe." I don't know. Like, we couldn't get permission. For well, this they definitely one, but... had Nintendo's um, seal because there was Nintendo stuff. But um, I loved it. I think it's a really nice message. But I'm with you. There's just one scene that I really disliked, and it was the scene where um, the female Halo. Put, uh, what's her name? <laughs> don't know. This her and Fix It Felix, and then they've there's this laughy taffy stuff that they have yeah. to like beckon down from above and the way to beckon it down is to make it laugh and fix it really said well you just have to smack me in the face then over and over again and i'll fix my face with my hammer so you'll hit me and i'll hit myself with the hammer so basically and it shows you all the bruises on his face and stuff so it's basically like a three stooges skit but really violent but really but like kids watch and the kids will be like oh yeah now i can smack my little brother in the face and it kind of like it turned me off really bad. I was like, I, I did, why do they think this is a good idea? Yeah, I don't I don't get why I would have done it completely different. I think that was, you know... I would have done it like... Like, the, this is what I actually thought. Oh, we discovered that makes him laugh. But when she touches him really soft, they all go, oh, and then right. they start coming down. So or, then to be nice to each other would have been the way to get the attention. Or, another idea that doesn't involve smacking each other in the face... 
he says something funny to her, trying to charm her. Like, like a dumb joke. And then they all start having, and then they start telling dumb jokes to each other. Like, you know, like, yeah. why the long face? Those kind of jokes. <laughs> Stupid jokes. That would have been better. And they're what? sitting there going, these aren't very funny, but they think they're funny. Right. Yeah. I, but hitting each other in the face is, well, no, he, he's over. she's hitting him in the face. I was like, ah, this is for kids. Like, is that really what we want? And I'm not a prude or anything. Me but either. It, but it's like, uh, you're teaching little kids. Right, so you, watch. Take, you watch that movie, and then you turn around, and your five-year-old punches your three-year-old in the face, and it you says, smack her for it. Right. Don't hit your brother. And her brain is like, but that was funny, right? Everybody right. laughs. It's when funny they, on the show, on the movie. Yeah, I don't, people who don't get it, it boggles my mind. I, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, spoil your fun. But yeah, that was one scene where I was like, well, that's unnecessary. And it could have been so much better if you'd have just changed the, the vibe of it. Just make them tell dumb jokes or, or kiss each other or whatever. Like, <laughs> make it be more... Nicer. Nice. <laughs> and I don't even like nicey-nice. Because like I said, it got a little sugary for me, even parts of it. Right. But that part and the other parts where the king's kind of blah, 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 banging. And I don't know. I just thought, why are we still doing that? Why is it still acceptable even? I, don't but I love the the premise of it. And the, that... There was a part in it where, you know, where you said, like, where you could see through the window mm-hmm. into the arcade from the game world, where you were sticking the out-of-order sign on mm-hmm. the... And and the uh, Re- Ralph was inside, and he sees the... You know, it's like the like the moon's going out. Like, yeah. the, like there's no light anymore because of this out-of-order sign being stuck on the glass. That was what was... It it made me think like wow this is such an awesome concept like exactly the- you take that concept and then you bring it down with these sort of low brainer things and then it comes but, back up for moments but not and- too down I mean because no. I I really like the message overall my problem was I just wanted to get those scenes over with so then I turn off a little bit I'm like oh this isn't funny or sweet or charming anymore it's not even cute it doesn't look any different. I'm seeing the same two characters in front for 30 seconds, one minute, two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, doing this thing that's really not funny, not cute. I've got nothing else to look at or concentrate on. That really pulls me out of an animated movie. But um, overall, with the, the fact that Disney have come forward and made a, a video game movie, really, I was th- I'm thrilled about it. Because it's, it's... I'd like to see more. I mean, not... Not a rec- well, maybe a Wreck It Ralph two where they do explore it more, explore the yeah other video awesome. games more. That'll be straight to Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, and I don't care. That would be cool. Like if it was one where they went to the central station and just went through eight different games on an adventure altogether, it would be really cool. Um, like okay, this is really overused, but hey, the the arcade's going to get shut down if something doesn't happen with all the characters but whatever reason it's going out of fashion now it's 20 years later it is out of fashion isn't it now even. even that was set now but now yeah the arcade is in danger you know that one of those like that's all a rally to get i mean i know we don't like to see things repeated but this is a very that kind of world you know yeah and that's where i feel like you know even the box has, has all the characters together in a big gang all looks like they're ready yeah. to go into battle together but they don't do they so that that's where i was just a bit like Are we down, overthinking but... it? Maybe. <laughs> so um, the cast here is... Uh, All right, John, then we're done. John C. Riley plays Ralph. Um, fantastic. It was almost like... 
I love John C. Riley. I was going to say, let's rem- let's tell everybody. He's yeah. one of those people that you salivate over every time he's in a movie. I, I, yeah, I think I think he's fantastic. Because you love Paul Thomas Anderson as a director. He has been in multiples of his movies, and you are entranced by him every time. I even liked him in Step Brothers, which is just <laughs> oh my God. totally mental. But I, you know, I think he can be mental and weird. He was good in Chicago. And he's on that weird TV show. Yeah, that is fantastic. I've watched that. Oh my god, it's not fantastic. I don't, I don't understand what's it going is not on, but it, fantastic. it makes me laugh my head off. I don't know what it is about it. It's like Vic Reeves, you know, when I've said. Because you have that chromosome that makes you a male, maybe? You know, that weird. Or missing a chromosome. Vic Reeves, that English comedian, Shooting Stars, how mm-hmm. we watch it and then you. We kind of watch it and they do things and you're like, what was that? What's the reference to that? Why is that nothing. funny? That's what that show is, isn't it? Tim and Eric's. Something, yeah. Something show. Yeah, he's on that. Or he will be in Chicago doing a musical number. Yeah. He's really good. In this, it was almost like they took John C. Riley and stuck him in that character. <laughs> and it and it Embodied the personality him. comes through completely. John C. Riley's personality comes through. It says in the credits he actually contributed to story parts right. too. So maybe, you know. I felt a personality from Ralph. Like he didn't feel like a flat character, he felt like, you know. That's why Sweet I felt like and- those moments where the movie kind of dips down, it's like he's so good. That character, he's so solid, and so he is what he is. He wants what he wants. I mean, he's really well-developed and looks great and he moves great, and he, you, know his, you know the potential of him. And then when everything else doesn't keep up to that standard, I think that's part of it. And I like that, it, you know, that they don't shy away from, like, he's not a perfect guy, Ralph. He's got a, a temper that can right. go out of control at any time. Like, I mean, he can get mad. And I liked that, because, like, people are like that, and he tries to be better. And Yeah. Uh, I felt John C. Riley pulled it off perfectly. Um, Sarah Silverman plays Vanellope. She's the female... She's like his supporting actor, actress, really. Isn't she? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she she's um, a cutesy uh, girl racer in this world. In the sugar world. Yeah, like Van- Sugar Rush is like the Vanilla name of the game, Pit by the way. Sugar Rush is a great name for a little racing and it's game got set this, in like, Sugarland. It's got this like Japanese pop song uh, as its ditty. It's kind of fun. I don't know. You, you, they, we watched the whole entire credit, so we heard the whole entire song. Um, I know you. Well, you said it. You've already covered it. I was laughing at her a lot. Like, I, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of her either, but I... The character, the way it was drawn and stuff made me laugh. There was really, it was real subtle stuff that she Oh, yeah, did, like, like a little she, bit like... Yeah, yeah, and you thing. could get the whole, like, sarcastic tone of her just, even when she didn't say anything, when she just kind of moved her eyes or something. Um, so that's the animators, not Sarah Silverman. Correct. Right? But I feel like she embodied it. It was... It was a... She was... Because these aren't... These, this isn't like Avatar. No. People didn't get in the suits and then do the performance. And you know, then and this little girl's supposed to be... What if they did? They should do that for the next getting, Pixar like, movie. Those big... No, no. Get in those suits and Wreck-It Ralph is acted out. Right. If, you know, may not so, be as good. So though. she, you know, she's supposed to be annoying. She's supposed to be a... Uh, she's like this, like, Ralph, right. come here. And she's supposed to be annoying to Ralph, but then Ralph, you know, sees... and. Another genius idea of the whole movie is that she glitches. Like, I, I love that. Is that genius? Yeah, I thought it was the way it was handled, as in, she she's a she's glitched. She's like a, a bug in a video game. She um, 
she she shouldn't be there, like because she would mess the whole game up. They would cut her out, like before right. they published the game, right? So, but she is there, and all the other racers are mean to her. Mean, are girls. mean because she's there's something wrong with her. She's you know, she's, yep. And I liked. I almost read too much into it that when she's driving and then she glitches a few times and goes out of control and he's saying you've got to stop doing that it's almost like somebody maybe in real life who has like epilepsy or something who can't control themselves and it would really affect them like and people would make fun of it sure so I kind of saw that kind of side that's what I thought it's like a lot of bullying going on in this movie and you're not supposed to like these mean girls so that's fine they're bullies and you and they are bullying her they hate her they get yeah, right up her because car, she's not like them and they make fun of her so they're the bullies that you don't like but then the scene where she's punching him in the face is also a, that thing too and so I it's a real you know maybe other people won't see it but I you get that little nagging at you like oh why are we making everybody so hateful that was the first thing that came to my mind about her when she started glitching in the car well yeah a kid, maybe there's a yeah, kid yeah just like has... stop doing it and you're like but I, this is how I am yeah this I is just uh, I don't I can't just instantly not be fat anymore I can't instantly not stop so, my arm from being the way it is or I can't grow two legs just because you tell me you don't that like I was me. thinking like a disabled kid or like like they'd be a kid who would be like, well, yeah, I, I can't stop doing. Yeah, but she something. doesn't represent them because she's. I don't powerful. think she does, but I was reading it. I was reading into it and thinking, well, you know, she's like a character, you know. But then, I don't want to spoil the ending. But then there was a bit that kind of rubbed me the wrong way near the end, where she kind of just. And. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she she made some funny stuff to them, but then she's just. Yeah. You know. Like, yeah, the, uh, fit in now. Like, right, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, oh, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Just walk off with them. Like all these horrible people, you know? Well, they were horrible because they took their memories away, remember? Yeah, they didn't know. I, yeah, yeah, as well, yeah. He made them so they were that, well, yeah. we'll say. Yeah, but, so, yeah, but as it's being presented to you, it comes so across. So you want these little sugar candy girls to be punished? Is that what Hung by the neck until dead. <laughs> It was in. It was in there for a moment, almost. <laughs> yeah. So, um, who else do we get? We got Jane Lynch, who plays Calhoun. She's like the Halo lady, and you'll know all know Jane Lynch. She's a Saturday Night Live um, person. She's. I don't think of her that way. I think of her from Forty Year Old Virgin. That's Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah, she's a. You can instantly as soon as she comes on the screen. In fact, they made it look like her, like a young version of her. Um, I'm sure she'd love to hear you say that. The head. Looks no, like. but we just say it looks like it's blonde-headed, skinny head. That's it. Yeah, and then um, she's got on a military suit that's disgustingly distorted for women's bodies. But whatever. Again, like a video game movie um, made by men. On. I can't really argue with them. They're um, too far away. Jack McBrayer plays Fix It Felix. You know who he is. I don't. So. I didn't know who he is. I just I mean, looked him up. Know. Not really. I saw that he does voices in some other shows that I see. But Archer. We got one voice, according to IMDb. Ed O'Neill, who we all know as uh, Al Bundy, plays um, Mr. Litvak. He's the owner of the arcade. Um, he's briefly in it. I didn't recognize his voice, to be honest. Personally, I didn't until I looked it up. Uh, and Adam Carolla plays Winchell. And I was trying to figure out who Winchell was, but I was Adam Carolla. Who was Win- Winchell? Winchell. W-Y-N-N-C-H-E-L-L. I have no idea. Is it the... I don't know. But there, those are the... There's lots of voices that are not famous people. In fact, there's some video... Was he the Sourball, maybe? Maybe. There's some um, 
quite a lot of video game voice actors who you won't know. But, but you look them up in there. Or but, was he one of the donuts? Don't know. Sarable, I'm thinking. Adam Carolla. I mean, they would have used him in a significant thing, surely. But uh, So this is directed by Rich Moore, who... This is his first movie. Movie. But he has directed many episodes of Futurama. Many episodes of The Simpsons. And many episodes of the, the TV show called The Critic. Do you know what that one is? Animation. Old. Right. So he's an animation dude. Uh, this is his first feature. Um, I think he did a really good job. I mean, yeah, aside from that, what we've mentioned. Right, and the thing that the I talked about being earlier, realized is really part of well. our actual before the after the show discussion was me saying that the whole of the screen isn't always very interesting. That's very focused often on the two lead characters or the two or three, four people who are talking, and then everything else. Even though you get a little bit of detail, it's also a lot of it, a lot of it. Sometimes I was like, "Why? Why can't I look around this entire world and just see like, whoa, really cool and really detail and lots of variety?" There's not a lot of variety all the time. That also, me comparing it to other I, movies I where I'm, I'm engaged in the entire screen. The, the first whole time. person shoot about. I Again, that was, was all blurred stunning. together, though. No, I thought I, was, I thought I, I don't mean blurry. I mean it's all the same. Okay, there's a bazillion bug things and. A little bit of black in the background, and then this jaggedy building on the side. It's all black with a few lines on it. And that's it. Like, see, it's I not didn't that see it. Quite, I, I thought it looked exceptional. I, in, fact, in fact, I was like, "Wow, I wish video games really looked like that," because <laughs> it's so high level. Yeah, but of detail. you were being you were being like swooned by the thing right in the middle of the front of you. You weren't necessarily looking around everything. I have to also put a mention to. Electronic dance music getting its um, yeah. mainstream, like dubstep in a Disney movie. Skrillex actually physically appears in the movie, an animated version of himself DJing at a party, playing 80s music. But then when there's the first person shooter, he get one of Skrillex's tracks plays, which is totally appropriate in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really great the way they do it. You know, when the, the door goes down and the music just starts to come at you. I thought it was really good, so... Electronic dance music in a Disney movie. So if you're a fan of electronic dance music... I think I must not be very easily... I don't know. You go, it's exceptional. It looks exceptional. It doesn't look exceptional. Because the whole of... But it didn't. If you look at... If you freeze it, and you look all around, the only really interesting things, there's very few and very central to the screen, to the composition of it. There's not that much interesting going on. They've filled this whole side with bugs. They fill this whole side with this jaggedy building. All the same colors, all the same lines. Nothing really very exciting. Even Ralph in the sing in the thing, they had to struggle to give you the contrast of his sort of gamey his style of face. But he's still hidden, so he's not even contrasting the world. So that to me is what makes it not it's not really interesting. It might, like, bowl you over all of a sudden and you get sort of superficially enamored with it, but it's not that interesting all over. I hate to break it to you. I actually... The uh, arcade was more interesting because every, every inch of it is like a different machine and a different person, a different spot in the arcade. You can look all over and be interested in all the different stuff. So, what we looked at here was the ultimate four-disc Blu-ray set, and it does have some extras. Not a ton. Did you look at any of it on 3D? Yes, I did. I watched the, uh, what was it, like the, don't know, 
Yeah, I've seen, I see what it looks like in 3D. It looks really good. I mean, it was actually made shot for shot for 3D. And you can tell that when you watch the 2D version, which we did, right? There's a lot of layering. Um, mm-hmm. And that maybe that is why. Because yep. they, they're concentrating on foreground yeah, background. Yeah, exactly. The background layers aren't given a lot of like interesting detail. Just a lot of filler. Whereas the foreground and usually the center of the screen, more often than not, not even offset to be interesting, you know, is crystal clear. So what this has on in terms of extras is it has the theatrical short Oscar-nominated Paperman. You can explain Paperman. It's a little love story. It's really, really, <laughs> it's like really say. good. Um, it's very optimistic. It's got like yeah, the most... I mean, I mean the animation. It's Oh yeah, the animation's really cool because it's very drawn looking and watercolor. It looks amazing. Like, yeah, it, it, it's, it's very unique. I don't feel like I'd even seen I'd seen elements of it, but not the way it looked all, overall. You know, like I said to you, it seemed a bit anime-ish. And the theme is bit, more like love at first sight kind of a thing. Yeah, and it was a cool. They're always so good. These little shots. I mean, I, I, this generally it's very rare. I see a Pixar or a Disney shot. That I'm like, eh, didn't really work for me at all. It always seems to be so much thought put into them. And they look like a labor of love for somebody. Especially this one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's this. That's when we watched the Oscars this year. And they showed all the animated shorts. We always look at each other and go, how do you even see those? Yeah. Well, you see Paperman by getting Wreck-It Ralph. It's right Did there. it win? It did not win, did it? it? No, it didn't. I don't remember which one won. Um, so there's also... Um, see, that's Netflix. Opportunity missed. That the day after the Oscars, you need to from the front page say, "See all nominated shorts from the Academy Awards here." Something like that it would be awesome. Now the next thing is bit by bit creating the world of Wreck It Ralph. It's a making of, and it's about thirty minutes long, and we watch the whole thing. Uh, it's pretty good. It breaks it down into the different worlds, the animation, to, it gives you some behind the scenes stuff. Good interviews with them. It wasn't just. It didn't seem to me like. I think the other day when I said, I wonder if, you know, the culture of a place like Pixar or the Disney Studios, it got like really, like, it was like, uh, from the way it was presented to us in lots of extras we've seen for Pixar movies, like this sort of dream place to work. Well, lots of rides up and down. Yeah, the creativity is just unleashed. And of course, you've got deadlines and everybody is sitting in dark rooms with their computers. And yet the culture of it seemed like... Something very special, unique, and very creative and and productive, and yet they kind of, I said the other day, like, I feel like places like that might peak, and then now when they're making these movies, it's very mechanical, it's not passionate at all, I'm not saying every movie has to be passionate, I'm saying compared to some of the extras we've seen, behind the scenes of things like A Bug's Life, and Toy Story, and Cars... Compared, and I just felt it, and then this this little little tiny bits, you could tell it there. It just felt empty. Like, well, we have a task to do, we have big things to draw, and we have some animation to do, and this is the problem to solve, and and we we do it, and we really wanted to do this with this character, and we really want to do that. Whereas in the other extras we've seen from other movies, maybe we just maybe this didn't cut them in there, but it's like these sort of like we saw we've seen clips of people in the office. Videotaping, well, videotaping. What do you say now with your with your phone or digital camera, Film. filming each other, crawling on the floor and slamming into a wall with their body, and then using that as reference for their animation. And this time, it all felt a little more clinical. Right. Task to do. Let's do it. 
And I don't know. I like it just felt like the heart comes out of it, and maybe that's part of the the feeling I get from the movie. Even I thought it was a really good uh, documentary, but I would like to see more about video games. As in, they didn't explain like the you know, well we we which why did we choose uh, Zangief to talk from Street Fighter? You know why did we? Is he a memorable character? <sighs> kind of, but. You know, Bison is the more memorable character and he didn't really say why, you know, like what was the struggle to get licensed characters in? Because it had to be, there had to be stories behind all that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, stories behind going to Sega yeah, like, and asking for Yeah, like I sat down some. one day and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a list of all the video games that I would like yeah. to use. What are all the video games I remember? And then go no, there's the none of that. And, it's more mm-hmm. like, in fact, they're not mentioned the peripheral. They just mentioned their characters, really. I feel more like it went like this. Who can we get the license for? Okay, get him. Hmm. <laughs> I felt like there was no, like, love in this. And I, I know, like I said, a big Disney movie doesn't have to have lots of love in it. But when you're comparing it to ones you've seen before, people talking about those projects that they worked on for two or three See, four years. See, I felt years, this had a lot of love in it. Nobody was loving anything. They were just talking about it. I felt, it. in the movie itself came across to me, like, so, uh, there's video game love in this movie. Like, we're not just making a product. There's people in here who care about video games and want to, you know. He opens a chest and a Metal Gear Solid exclamation point comes out with the noise from Metal Gear Solid. It's pretty... You have to be a gamer to even understand it. You wouldn't have even known what it was. I just was like an exclamation point. Right, but it's a very specific Metal Gear Solid exclamation point. Somebody in there struggled to have that, like, I want that. In there, you know, like, you know what I mean? It's a very obscure reference for most people. Like, it would be lost. Well, then the people we saw didn't have any of that. No, so I think the people, the the people who were really behind this movie were not on the camera as well. Like, somebody's sitting in in a bay of cubicles and we're having a meeting and today what we need to work on is there's a lost and found box at Tapper's, (laughs) what's it called? Tapper? Tapper's Bar. Tapper's Bar. And uh, just get some ideas together for us. And then someone in that group... Was like, oh my god! Love- Wouldn't it be hilarious? And they're not the person that we get to see. They're like the person who put their heart and soul into it, but we didn't see any of it. Right, I actually loved in the, the scene in Tapper's Bar where uh, Ralph <laughs> yeah. is talking to him, and they said, "Just a second, I've got to serve some people." And the camera zooms out to the actual game and shows you the Tapper game. Pixel, yeah, in the eight bit. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes, "Oh, what were you saying?" But <laughs> so you can see that it's the actual <laughs> characters after hours yeah. sitting at the bars. Yeah, so yeah, and, and it is such a cool that that is such a cool idea that the arcade is actually a a city. Like yeah. there's the bar, there's the racetrack, there's the, you know. Yeah. That's what I loved about it. So, uh there are some deleted and alternate scenes and these are, you know, as in all these kind of movies, they're not finished scenes, they're storyboards with voices. And there is a voiceover from the director. Did you like the deleted scenes. They make the film... It's pretty neutral. <clears throat> the film seemed to have a different... You know, way about it. The scenes that he showed you were very different oh, from yeah. what ended up kind in the film. Kind of dark, kind of angry, some of them. And, yeah, yeah, there was more of that... Um, That's what I mean. Like, the heart of this story and movie didn't come from a, like... I don't know, and I'm, I only have what I've ever seen to go on. But it was more of a, you know, put-together project... And then finally, there is video game commercials, which were really good. Those were good. So they're commercials for the... Video, came, video Arcade. 
the video arcade and saying, like, come to the video arcade and play Feel It, Fix It Junior, and then they show you clips. And get two quarters on your birthday. And it looks like VHS, that first one. Like, it's on, you know. And then there's one in the 80s, and get four quarters free on your birthday. And you must provide state identification. Yeah, and the modern, no, the last one was, like, the modern one that says, and you get a gift card, blah, 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 must have proof of birth or whatever. (laughs) It's really good. I like that. I really liked it. I, I don't know. Where those were shown or what those were for? Uh, there's promos like on IMDb. You can see them. Right, right. It reminded me of Adventureland, of course, because they made their own commercials as well. Remember? Yes, they did. Um, so, yeah, you get the 3D version, the Blu-ray version, the DVD version, and a digital copy with this set. Um, if you're a video game fan and into animation, there's something in here for you. You know, it's kind of crafted for... like, Like I said to you the other day, it's a movie like for me. I know it's for kids, but it's actually also for video gamers. Things like the Metal Gear Solid uh, exclamation point makes me really happy when I watch it. It's <laughs> like, I get that. You know, a lot of people don't, but I would love to explain that to a kid. That's what this is. Let me show you what this is. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what. But I can tell you from experience, they don't always care. Because sometimes I'll be watching Family Guy or something. We have a 16 year old nephew. He'll be over my shoulder watching it, or even Archer, which seems inappropriate sometimes, but he's 16 and he's, you know, I'm not a person who likes to restrict kids much necessarily. We do some, we've done some editing over the years, but. And they'll make some huge cultural reference that obviously is from the 80s or from something that he would have no clue. And they'll go, oh, hold on. I go to YouTube. Find a clip of that thing because it's always out there. And we go, here's where that here's where that scene's from. Like the other day, we were watching Burger Bob's Burgers, and one of the scenes is the girl is swinging, and she's all of a sudden realized that the hairs that she has had waxed off of her legs, like she envisions them as a, her little friends, all of a sudden because someone says that. So she's swinging. And then all of a sudden you realize, ah, we're going to uh, terminate her here because she's swinging. And then she herself is over behind the fence with the ponytail. And she's like shaking the thing going, no. And then the hairs on her legs as she swings burst into flames and like are annihilated. And then there's this big explosion. And then the the one one behind the fence is like, ah. And like seeing this horrible. (laughs) The scene from But I'm like, oh, I need to show him where that's from. But then I realize he never gives a shit. Like he doesn't. In the future... If he watches Terminator, the original Terminator, and ever remembers that scene it's from Bob's Burger, too, that. then he'll go. Is it? Yeah, that scene on the fence. Oh yeah, where yeah. she's like sees the future or the past yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's a dream sequence. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't care. Sometimes <laughs> maybe, but you know. So overall, um, it's a great Blu-ray. Looks great. It sounds great. There was some really good sound, by the way. I really loved how they, especially in that. Shooting part, it got kind of ripped. What can kids fall in love with today? iPhones. (laughs) That's not anything. Wreck It Ralph. No, like real things that were persistent in our childhood as we grew up. Terminator is not a real thing. No, movies were a real thing for me. Oh, well, movies. Video games. What context, though? Our movies of the 80s were very specific, right? I think all, all movies of all times are specific, right? I don't know. Like the blockbuster movies of That's today. That's what I'm asking. Or... Everything seems pretty generic now. Or all mold together. You're just old. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so you think that in 20 years we'll look back on the... From 2000 to 2010 and go, Oh, that's definitely from that era. I think we might. Give me an example. Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, it's 2013. So that doesn't show up between that time. <laughs> <laughs> Something between the year 2000 
in 2010 that go you go oh that's definitely from that decade die hard four how why is that from that decade it just feels like it why just of, of that time it's very of that time me what do you mean i need an explanation just how it looks. Though. Like, if I say the band Poison, everybody goes, oh my god. Justin it's, Bieber. So if I say Justin Bieber. Right, but how is he 2000 What makes him 2000 oh, Other you, than him existing. Only then? between the, those two. Yeah. Because um, if I say Poison, the band Poison, and everybody goes, oh my god, big hair bands and crazy. that You envision it and you go, it only really happened in the 80s. The very late 70s and the 80s. There's some, you know, rogues out there. But now you've got all that stuff still going on. What? Now, Lady Gaga or Rihanna. Okay, Gaga might yeah. seem like something, but she's not a... She doesn't represent a whole... The whole of those ten years didn't then expand on her. Whereas when you think of music in the 80s, it all blew up MTV and the expanse of that music was very specific. Well, I guess the answer is kids have got nothing now. <laughs> uh, it's pretty lame. Everything's generic. I'm serious. Enjoy. Like, <laughs> like, does everybody say, oh, I was so, oh my God, YouTube was so amazing. No, there's well, so what? many things, isn't there? That's what I'm saying. How can you even... I guess there's, I guess there's so many more things, not, it doesn't become distilled to one thing. That's yeah. what... Yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't have much. Because part of our identity, right, whether well, we like it or not, we comes didn't ha- from We didn't have much, we- so we clinged on to the little oh, things. Oh, we had a lot. Oh, come on. Well, not as much as they do now. It, that's not what I'm saying. We had a lot. Are you kidding me? My grandparents didn't have a lot. We had a lot. We just didn't have the internet. Or cell phones. Or the internet. Or cell phones. <laughs> so, and that pretty much equals a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I... Uh, yeah, uh, everything to people nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know. So I, um, I say Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, it, for me, it's a personal kind of movie. I recommend it. If you're a video game, you're going to find something you like. And you? Oh, I recommend it. It's fun. I think kids could watch this over and over and over and over and over again. It's one of those you could just I just want to take out the little mean-spirited parts. Yeah. You know, and I'm not a peace and lover kind of person. I mean, I'm not, really. I'm not a... I don't believe in peace for world. It's never going to happen. I mean... But those little bits... I would walk up to you and smack you in the face and go, (laughs) ha, 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 Because that's fucking rude. Yeah. It's hateful and it's mean-spirited. So if we pluck that out, then I'll probably be 100% on board with it. So thanks to Sid Talk for making this uh, <laughs> podcast a explicit rating again this week. <laughs> and <laughs> We should keep track of who does it because it's not always me. I definitely did not swear up to this point. You can correct me if you want, but I did not. So, um, <laughs> but you did last week, so I think we're even. So in conclusion on this, I, I say, yeah, get it. It's awesome. I, like, I really liked it. Um, one of my favourite ones just because of the subject matter. Uh, so, contest. Go and enter a contest, com. You can win some new uh, Blu-rays. You How can do you win spell A-Scully? A-S-C-U-L-L-Y.com. You can win Interview with a Hitman on Blu-ray, and then there'll be another Blu-ray contest coming this week, so go Can there. they enter this competition on their phone or on their tablet? Anything they want. How? Just go to www.ascully.com. Right. Contest. Enter. But if you're using your voice... It's going to be tough. Right. Because Ace Scully doesn't ever come out right. Just use your typing right. fingers. Type it in. <laughs> and then do it. Because I've been experimenting with the Ace Scully. It just doesn't know what the hell I'm saying. Correct. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and next week's Blu-ray review will be uh, Judd Apatow's new movie, This Is 40. The I'm already so- over it because I'm not 40 anymore. The sort of sequel to Knocked Up. So, um, I really liked Knocked Up. So, and I... I 
I'm a fan of Judd Apatow. I don't know why, but I, I just am. I have really liked all his stuff. Funny people. I still really I liked like funny people. I don't like that guy, but I like funny people. Yeah. Um, I like Adam Sandler. I don't like the other I guy. really like Paul Rudd, and I really like Leslie Mann, and they're the stars of this one, so this could... You have bo- a thing for Paul Rudd, I swear. He's really funny to me. I just find him really funny. It's his... It's like he's delivered. And you don't think Seth MacFarlane's shows are funny? No. Something about Paul Rudd is the way he delivers lines. That like I, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, almost. <laughs> like, totally. So it's it comes, like it, it comes always, across like he's natural to me. Yeah, like he's always just like, I don't give a shit if like, anybody thinks this is like funny. Like somebody said to him, hey, uh, Paul, come on, it's time to... And he's like, oh, uh, whatever. But da 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 Just say it and then go back to just being normal. Well, not go back to being normal because I think that's what he's like, right? I don't know about that. I mean, I think I've I seen think him. He's in, tormented. Like I've most seen him of in interviews, <laughs> and he, he, that personality seems to be what he is. Well, I think that personality is what he gives you. We have to ask his wife if he's that way at home. So, movie year. This is the movie game we play at this point. Yes, movie year is. You say movie, I guess the year. We should do it the other way around. Say a year and name all the movies <laughs> made in that year. That'd be a bit more of a challenge. All right, so my one for you is... And we don't win anything. Based on video game movies. The pride of it. You're going to say war games, aren't you? No. Oh. Uh, Based on video game movie, a video game movie of the past, Super Mario Brothers starring Bob Hoskins. Wow. Wow. I'm going to say... 1988. Very close. 1993. That wasn't close. It's close. Pretty close. And mine is a little more... It has nothing to do... Well, how about War Games? When was that? Is that, that going to no, be it? Because I don't want to... Because you could use that one the in answer. the future. So. You people at home can figure that one out. War Games. But mine is actually a more recent one. Avatar. Avatar. See, it's so recent. can be tricky. It is. 2010. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is not correct. It's nine. Yes. Oh, I love no. it. I love it. <laughs> Avatar 2009 and what was yours again? <laughs> Mine was uh, Super Mario Bros. 1993. Ooh, that does not. I never liked that. I don't movie. recommend Super Mario Bros. It's terrible. I don't know if it's terrible, but no, I did enjoy it. I, I saw it again not very long ago on TNT or something. No, it wasn't. It was on Crackle. You can watch it now if you want. On Sony Crackle. Just go on there. It's free to watch. It's on there. It's really bad. It's really bad. It's not... How Nintendo thought that that was representative of their game? It might have just got out of their hands. It really is Once not. they signed <laughs> off on it. You know what I mean? Once they got their check. That was it. You know. A, um, a, you know, a Super Mario movie like Wreck-It Ralph is more representative of their game. You know? Sure. Like an animated, cutesy... Because that's what it is. It's not like real weird living in the sewers. Weird. 1993, okay, you're coming off the 80s. 80s had a lot of dystopia-ish kind of stuff going on, so yeah, it kind of fits. Yeah, it's more Ninja Turtles than Super Mario. It's Yeah, like, definitely. like kind of that mold. All right, so movie recommendations this week. This is this part of the show where we recommend some movies. I usually base them on what we've just watched. You don't always. <laughs> um, my first one is another tribute to... More of a tribute to pop culture than video games, but video games is a huge part of it, and it's Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. It's fantastic. I've seen it, I've seen it so many times now. It's, it's, yeah, it's a tribute to everything pop culture, uh, geekish, computers, video Even games. Even vegans. 
Yes, it is. Um, and it's, you know, Wreck-It Ralph fits alongside it. I'd have it as a double bill almost. It's like... Fun. Yeah, but referencing everything that but you know. But wouldn't you wish Wreck-It Ralph was just flooded with references? Like every minute there's something referencing a different... And even it, little. And even it kind of stuff. is. There's a lot of... Nah, you have to look not closely. Not new stuff. In that Sugar World, there's nothing else going on. No, the but time. there are portions of this movie where you could pause it and see things. Yeah, but that whole part... Oh, we didn't mention that in the extras. Mm -hmm. If you pause Wreck-It Ralph to go for a pee, there's an intermission mode where you get to see some of the video games. It's It was really lame, I thought. It's the guide to Wreck-It Ralph for gamers. But not really. But you see, like... It's for five-year-olds. They point out, like, here's Sonic in the game, here's the horse from Tangled. And on the wall said, all our base belong to us or something. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there are a lot of video game references that you have to look for or be told by this guy. And do you want to tell everybody? Be sure to watch the full end credits. First of all, it looks really cool. You get to hear all Some the cool songs. Some cool songs. And something else. So Correct. keep watching. The, the very time. end. I don't want to get your hopes up. I'm just saying. No, it's cool. It's, it's, if you're a video game, yeah, exactly. I, I went, oh, yes. Perfect. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, and my second one is Bugs Life. I will always recommend Bugs Life when we watch an animated film. It's just part of the oh and you've told me many times oh you've said that one lots of times no a bug's life not just bug's life a bug's life yeah i know i corrected you on my other form that i fill out every week <clears throat> yes there's paperwork for this process and why is yours? mine is i don't normally recommend in line with the thing but this time it's a toys story can i correct you on that because that's not what it's called i don't care toy story i don't care a toy story. Because it's like a bug's it. life. No, because you didn't do bug's life right. Right. You see? That's uh, what I'm doing. Are you just being funny? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it's not just bug's life. Bug's life. It's a bug's life. Toy story for me is I can think of it and see it in my brain and it fills my mind, floods my mind the way I want these things with references and the visual thing of every inch of the screen to just... Like, I go, oh my god, look at that, look at that, look at that. Even Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, all of them. I like Toy Story 3 best. I think 3 is, re- like, it's almost like, a, it makes me feel sad thinking about it. Yeah, but that doesn't make it good. I think it's really good. It is good, I, but... I think it's one of Pixar's, apart from A, a Bug's Life, one of the best ones. I just think the, the story was handled so well. Like it, Very well. It's... it's but the it's, first one... It's almost gro- too grown up for, like, that kind of... like Almost like up... It's like a really grown up. I know it's yes, really good too. I know it. I know it's dealing with. Yeah, that's what Pixar do well. They take a really grown up thing, and they put a gut and a heart in yes. it. That's the difference between a Pixar flick. Now maybe Cars Two doesn't do it for you because I don't think it had. That's why. I, that's I why I was Brave talking was really about. Good. Brave was really good, but also on the downswing of that really gutsy, heartsy thing. From gutsy, heartsy thing for me is up and. Uh, you know, Toy Story 3. Both of those. Right. Uh, so for me, Toy Story. And I will go on and add, I couldn't think of another one, but War Games. Correct. Because War Games is completely not like this whatsoever. <laughs> so games and A-Scully stuff, not very many. But it is a reference to the 80s, and it's about video games. So why wasn't that movie, re- that would have been an awesome reference in this game. Correct. A reference to a movie. About a kid playing a video game that could have started a nuclear war. That would have been very cheery. <laughs> and I watched that um, just recently. Um, also, I watched it on Netflix, War Games, just one day. And uh, it still holds up. 
Apart from the fact that he puts the, you know, it's really yeah. old fashioned, but it still holds up as a story. It's really, it's really edgy a seat, kind of like. It oh. is. Um, so, games and A-Scully stuff. What have I been playing this week? Euro Truck Simulator 2. <laughs> there has been two games about simulating a truck. Uh, more specific, in Europe. In Europe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very specific game. <laughs> like, two versions of. Yeah. Um, it's, it's exactly what it says on the tin. It's a. It doesn't come in a tin. It's a download. But uh, you simulates being a trucker in Europe, specifically. Now, see, when you came here many, many, many years ago, you were like big trucks. Oh my god! So, but it's clear our trucks have- are not as big as your trucks. They might then you know like the the yours are kind of flamboyant almost. They're yes. big chimneys sticking out. Ours are a bit more utilitarian than that. They the might square, be as, kind of. Very they don't square have beds and, in them and stuff. They very don't square live in and boring. Yeah. They don't have to live in them, do they? They do live in them. They do have a shelf bed. Oh, right. But um, they generally don't. They generally pull over. And, I bet they didn't a long time ago because I bet Europe wasn't as open. Hmm? But yeah, European trucks are very square and ordinary looking, whereas yours look like... Personality. Convoy. You know, that's what I always think of, like... And I said the other day, while you were playing, I said you should find a radio station that's going to play the song Convoy for you. Well, what was funny Convoy. was, I was playing Euro Truck Simulator. <laughs> I was driving along. And what you can do in the game is tune into real radio stations on the radio in your cab. So it doesn't just like... Internet radio stations. Internet radio stations, including like BBC Radio 1. There's all kinds of ones on there. And I was tuned into one, and you, you was like... I was playing it, and you was in there, and you said... Is that Gangster's Paradise? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was, I was driving down the road in Amsterdam with the dubstep version of Coolio's Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> it was just the most surreal thing. I was like, and if anyone even knows you, that you are part of that scenario is even funnier. It was, it was weird to me. I was like, what is this game? This game, why, why do I like this game? I, I really love it. I don't know what it is. It's, you know what it is? It's so realistic. You but you to- don't like flight simulators. I do like flight simulators. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do like... And this one's really realistic. You know, you have to indicate. You have to turn your wipers on. You have, you have to stop and sleep. Yeah, nothing's automatic. You know, it rains, you put your wipers on. It's like what you would do in the cab of a truck. You know, you have to... Um, it's got a, lot, a truck's got a lot of gears. Do you use your wheel for it? It doesn't. I, I have used my wheel with it. Have you? But it doesn't fully... Yeah, I tried it, but it doesn't... I guess it doesn't have a turning signal and stuff on it, does it? Well, it does. It has oh, clickers right. on the back. But um, it doesn't fully support it, so you have to like do some stuff manually. It's actually easier to use a 360 controller and the keyboard. There's a lot of keys to use, though. I mean, a truck has a lot of controls. Like They have like 12 gears, because you have to go up hills, and there's a lot of gears. There's um, a clutch. You have to press the clutch down to change gear. You know, it's it's... A lot more complicated than driving a car. Signals, different lights, not just one set of lights. Lights on the trailer, lights on the back, lights on the front. A horn. What else is in a truck? The radio, the CB radio for communicating. We base the GPS is really complicated. You can program all the stuff in. Um, what I really like about it is it gives you a mission, or you pick a mission. It's not a mission; it's a job. Deliver such and such to such a place, right? So my base is in Manchester in England, which is where I'm from. So I chose there. And it'll say, deliver these wooden planks to Paris. 
So your mission is to get these wooden planks to Paris. Now you think, well, you just drive and take it there. And the roads are very accurately modelled. It's not real time. It's about ten times the speed of real time. So you're not going to... That journey isn't going to take you 24 hours. It's going to take you, you know... An hour. A couple of hours, maybe. Yeah, an hour. So... Of real life. To drive a fake truck. Right. But... (laughs) And you think, well, that's pretty boring. But there's a lot to think about driving a truck. And that's what I was learning from the game. Like... You're super long on the road, right? The the truck is really long. You have to really think about that. I can't imagine, like, the people who drive a real truck. You know when there's a car behind you? Mm-hmm. In real, in a car, when you're driving a car and there's a car behind you, you know roughly how far that car is away from you. When you're in that truck so high up and you've got your mirrors so you can, you know, they've got sets of mirrors, like three mirrors on each side. When you look behind you, you've got a rough idea of how long that is and how close that car is, but it would be very easy to hit somebody. I told you, when I learned how to drive, and I assume everybody gets this in driver's ed, if you can't see the driver, they can't see right. you. So if you are so tucked in beside them that you can't see in the cab or see their face in the and they window, turn, just... they can't see you. Right. They have no idea you're there. So right. I've always remembered that. And I was thinking, you know, like I sometimes see a car appro- approaching, I'm going down the motorway in the game. And I see a car coming past, and then I think, oh, it's clear now, I can turn into that lane, and then I, eh, 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 and there's a car, there is actually yep. a car there, I could have easily just run over that car, like, because a truck would just... Nowadays, would you think they would have cameras all over their trucks, wouldn't they? And views inside where they could see, like, Yeah, every and they bed. don't, they just have mirrors. Oh, I bet mirrors. some people do. But um, it simulates everything, i.e. The fact that you and I have any discussion about... Trucking is very hilarious. I mean, like, really hilarious. And this game simulates everything, including that a human being can't drive for 36 hours in a row without falling asleep, right? So when it comes time to fall asleep, you hear the person that you are <laughs> yawning. And then you've got to make a decision. Like, do I... Is it? Am I on a deadline? Am I supposed to have these goods there for 8 o'clock? And if I don't, if I stop driving now, they'll be late, and you don't get as much money if you're late because they're pissed off with you, or no money sometimes because they just don't want it anymore. They're just like, well, it was time Somebody sensitive. Else brought, yeah. yeah, right. So you have to make decisions. Do I stop and sleep now? How long do I sleep for? I need fuel. You have to stop for fuel. It's quite the involved process, but it's also really relaxing to do. A bit. Apart from when. You're in a really... You saw me. I was sat there the other day. I was in a traffic jam. You actually get the feelings of being in a real traffic jam. Like, why is nobody moving? What is happening here? And you, like, bang your horn and stuff. So, it's a cool game. Uh, it's not for everybody. Euro Truck Simulator 2. Um, it's on Steam. You weren't texting and driving, were you? No. No, you have to have your full concentration. It's kind of a weird game in that way. Because you're obviously using a controller, so... I don't mean in real life. I mean in the game. Do no. they give you the option to try to text and no. drive? No. You can just listen to the radio. Listening to the radio in it is cool too because you're like, I put on the 80s station and I'm driving and I'm like, well, this is a cool song. I'm happy for a few minutes listening to this song. I've not heard it for ages. So yeah, that's the kind of itch it scratches. It's not. It's a game because you level up after each. And you level up in the way of like, oh, here's, here's a point you can spend on leveling up. So say I spend a point on distance well the next journey i can go twice as far as i used to be able to go so you you kind of earn these badges to make or i can spend a point on now you can carry flammable loads instead of just normal and the flammable loads worth more than just carrying some wood so 
it's got a longevity to it too. And um, they model all of Europe. So it's like crazy because you're driving in London and then... Have you ever driven like Czechoslovakia or something? Not yet because I can't go very far. I can go about as far as France. But what's cool is you get on the ferry and then you go across to France and you drive off the ferry. Then you drive under the other thing. It doesn't um, let you go there. I don't mm. think trucks can go there. Oh, right. Because I think it's just cars. So you get on the ferry, it takes you across, you drive off and then obviously when you're in England, you drive on one side of the road. When you're in France, you drive on the other. So it's like kind of weird because... Oh, that Germany was the one you said. Oh, that France France was. as well. But you have that, you have that moment of... Whoops, I'm on the wrong also, side. Also, everything's in French. Everything's in French. <laughs> yeah, and it is. And Germany was in German. And the road signs are exactly how you see, you know, it, like when I'm driving down the M, the motorway from Manchester to London, the signs are exactly what you see. The, the giveaway signs, the signs that tell you how many miles it is to the next place, they're all rendered. So it's like, it really is like really driving a truck. It's kind of crazy. So I've also been playing nothing else. To whom would you recommend that game? Anybody who likes flight simulators or like a simulation of real life, like an odd, like a job that you would never like, you, you know, I, I'm not going to drive a truck, but it's interesting seeing an insight into it because I feel like it does give you an insight into it because it's all about like picking up cargoes, taking them th- and the time crunch that you're always in. Yeah. It's not like a, you don't just pick up something and then leisurely drive to Paris with it. You have a deadline. It has to be there for tomorrow afternoon. So it's like. It's a job where time management's important, managing your so sleep. So you'd like a simulated uh, UPS delivery man game or a Federal Express. I actually would think that was interesting too. <laughs> you got to go get all your packages. You've got your da-da. You've got three hours to get it done. I like those. And today it snowed and today it rained and today it's really foggy. I guess I'm a fan of simulation stuff. Like, But you don't like The Sims. No, but I would like like a simulation of being a doctor or a like a surgeon. I'd like... You liked that game, didn't you? That yeah, was, but that was cartoony. Like, yeah. But you know a job that you would not be able to attempt? Like a surgeon. You can, like, yeah, like, yeah, a doctor would be good because you can have countless diagnosing symptoms put people. in there. Yeah. To have to, yeah, that'd be cool. I just, I'm, I guess I'm a fan of simulating and some people say, well, it's not a game, it's boring. Like, there's nothing going on because you're not, in this truck game, you're just driving a truck and you're obeying the ro- you know, the roads and all that kind of stuff. Well, I don't want to do that. I want to drive a sports car at 300 mile an hour down that road. Well, there's something to be said for following the rules because it's a game in itself, right? Real life driving's a game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You got to follow the rules. You got to, you know, there's a lot of things to react to, and you got to be on the ball, haven't you? You can't just be falling requires asleep. Requires a certain level of skill. Right. So that's Euro Truck Simulator. What's the goal of that game? Just to um, get your own business, actually. Right. You, you're working towards owning your own truck company and hiring drivers so you don't drive. That's the end of the game. No more driving. No, but you can make making loads of money. Like They give you a little base at the beginning. Like They say, here's your truck company, and it's like a little shed. Right. And I own that and no truck. I don't actually own a truck. So at the moment, I'm working jobs for other people to get a truck. Okay. So I'm going to get my own truck first. Then do my own runs and then hire other people. And then you can... Add trucks. and Yeah, so that's the idea. You make your own truck company. Um, And you can call it what you want and all that kind of thing. So it's also like a money management sim because you can take loans from the bank. There's all that paperwork part as well. Oh, right. So you can take a loan, you pay loans back, you can hire people, you you have to pay them. So there's a money management game as well, which I haven't done much of because all I've been doing is... 
Driving. Driving for somebody and taking the money at the end of it. Which I get roughly 5,000 euros a trip. Which uh, is not very much when a truck costs about 50,000 yeah. euros. So it take a while to get a truck. So uh, that, I've been playing that a lot. I recommend it, but only to about three of the listeners. <laughs> or maybe one of the listeners. <laughs> um, I've not been playing anything else. SimCity came out this week. We kind of talked about it last week. We haven't played it yet. We will play it, but there's been... I'm not going to go on about it. There's a big controversy this week. The launch didn't go very smoothly. It's kind of like the StarCraft launch I talked about last year. It requires an online internet connection, and their servers are so busy you can't actually play SimCity. And it's still occurring tonight, because I had a look before we started. So we'll talk about SimCity some other day when we actually finally play it. Tuesday, the long-awaited expansion pack for StarCraft Two comes out, Heart of the Swarm which is the continuation of the story of StarCraft 2. I'm looking forward to it. It's another game that requires an internet connection, so I might give you the review of that a week later. And we won't go into the discussion we had about this. And uh, tonight, yeah, I said before, you t- put your clocks forward at 2am, and I bought a new uh, tablet this No, week. not tonight. We will be doing it tonight. No one else who's listening to this Correct. will be doing it in the night of the day that they're listening. So you don't miss... People go, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, only if you're in America, too. If you were in England, you did it last week. No matter what, no one listening to this is going to be doing it tonight, according to them, because it's over. We've said that. We know yeah. that. Correct. Um, Clearly. And I, this week, I bought a new tablet. Um, I, I already have a tablet. And, you know, people don't know what a tablet is. It's like a... I don't. Star Trekky. Yeah. You know, everybody knows one. I'd say an iPad. Everybody knows what an iPad is. But um, I don't generally buy... Well, I've never bought an Apple thing. So I always like, you know, Android is what I use. So I gave you my old tablet, which is a uh, HP touchpad with Android on it. And uh, I bought a new tablet, the new Google Nexus 7. It's a 7-inch tablet, a smaller one. Because I always... You like a bigger screen and I like a smaller screen. It's always been a thing, right? You can't understand why what a smaller screen and a bigger screen, I can take it or leave it. But 7-inch tablet is... It's all, I thought it might be too small, but it's bigger than my Vita, obviously. My Vita's 5-inch, so this is like in between yours and mm-hmm. the Vita. It's the perfect size for sitting on the couch. Very nice. Like, when you're on the couch and you just want to look at Twitter or... Um, uh, Never. I do a lot. I know. Because I, I, I talk to a, f- a friend of mine on Twitter. I use it as an instant messenger, basically. Or I um, want to look at Facebook, or I want my email, or I want to connect to my PC and just do something quickly. It's the perfect size. It's very small. It sits right next to me. The battery lasts 10 hours. My and- issue with the tablet is I cannot multitask, and everything's too chunky. I like things to be big, but Facebook's like in your face, and like everything you do is like big and chunky. Now, YouTube looks okay. Ted looks okay. I like to go on Ted and watch their videos. You know, their interface is good for that. But everything else, the Facebook particularly, even on the website, it's like, boom! It's like humongous and I can't really navigate. My fingers don't work very good on touchpads. But I love it. It's just that you can't do anything with it. No, except I, I, I hear people things. say that, but I do so much with my tablet. No, I you don't. You look at things and sometimes you talk to someone. Play games. Right, we're not doing anything. Check emails, I, I, I email rephrase. people back. I can't be productive at all other than maybe I guess it depends what you see as productive, right? Me, for me, if I sat here and played The Sims, I'm not being productive. I'm not doing nothing. Well, I'm just saying because 
I can manage uh, what a lot of the week managing aschoolie.com, replying to press people, you know, yeah. all that all that stuff. I can do that from my tablet. Do you? I do it a lot, yeah. I, you see you see me in the evening even. You else. sit there and type out whole emails on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm really fast on typing on tablet. See, I'm not, I'm not into it. And, uh, yeah, I type whole emails back. I, um, you know, update the website. Are you saying, website. like, okay, thanks kind of emails or, like, No, asking people well. questions and stuff and corresponding back and forth, talking on Twitter or um, Facebook posts. I do a lot of things on tablet, and I find sometimes I have a, a program where I can connect to my PC and just use my PC on the tablet. It's called Splashtop. A lot of people know what it is. So I just have my this desktop on the screen, and I do a lot of things. I, you know, copy files across our home network and all that kind of stuff. So, and to me, being productive is like doing things. Like I scan lots of images. Obviously, I edit you can't lots do that. of images. Edit things like if I've done a drawing and then I scan it and that's on the thing and I want to save it, then I need to do some editing to it. I can't do anything like that on a no. tablet. No, but that's not what it's for. Well, that's that's not what they were made for. Tablets. They were made for consuming information, watching videos, doing your email, the standard stuff that a lot of people used to do on the phone, I guess. But they wanted something bigger than that, you know. And that's I mean, why I like it because I love watching videos. Right. Or listen to series because I've bought the online series. That's awesome. And now you don't have to carry your laptop to, have three to the toilet. <laughs> on this big wooden thing. That was, that was what inspired <laughs> you. Not, not only with that, but I was feeling so bad last week. I was really sick. We'll just say I forgot to refill a couple of prescriptions. One for thyroid, one for pain for arthritis and stuff. By the fourth day of not having them. Third day, really. I was really bad. I mean, I felt like, I don't know, not like I was going to die, but just, ugh, I was so unmotivated. I couldn't do anything, could I? I what all got me through it was Deep Space Nine, I swear to God, because I slayed on that couch for three days straight watching Deep Space Nine, one after the other, after the other, after the other. And uh, I think, and then at some point, because I felt so bad, but I was taking a hot bath every day to kind of like, whatever. And I was carrying the whole I oh, have a piece God. of wood. I hate that. And I had this rack because my my laptop now is overheating, so I sit it on this baking rack. <laughs> and then I have these two USBs. Is, it weighs about I, ten pounds. Let me describe. I've got like the piece, the plank of wood, which is actually a shelf from an old bookshelf. And then on there's the wooden. I mean the my wire rack. So my laptop's on top of there. And I have two USB speakers that sit there and a mouse. And oh, and let me just say. It's and a I gaming like, laptop. It weighs about, like, eight pounds. Yeah. It's not a light... It's no. a hef- hefty laptop. 17-inch. Yeah. The whole bit. So I'm carrying it in, and you're, like, laughing at me. Because at that point, I was only going in to it go look, to the bathroom. It looks so convenient. So then, like, hours later, you're like, hey, um, I'm buying myself a new tablet, so I'm going to give you mine <laughs> because <laughs> it's ridiculous. Because all I was doing at that point was watching my Deep Space Nine, hour after hour, after, endlessly. And I couldn't sleep for days, and so I just was, like, obsessed with it. I do love it. I just, when I'm watching something and I realize I can't have that and this, why can't I have this and that? I don't want, I don't like full screeny stuff. I like multiple things going on at once. It's just not that type of, that's just not how they're built, is it? It's not. Well, it can be. I don't understand. There is no can't. It's a computer. And if I get a stylus and I want to buy something like a photo editor, then I could make it feel more productive to myself, I think. 
But as far as like watching a YouTube video or yeah, watching Netflix. Yeah, that's not Netflix, doing anything. It's like consuming information. To me, right. that's not productive. Right. But I don't see why it has to always be productive. If you want to watch Netflix conveniently in a Because my laptop, I use it. Right. I do and you, that, that hasn't gone anywhere. It just means you don't have to carry that to the bathroom. <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. I do love it. So don't take it the wrong way. I, I think, like, I'm a computer user a lot. I'm, Once I, I travel with it, I think then I'll be hooked on it. And I use a computer a lot. And I find now a tablet or, you know, yeah, a tablet. A div- is also it's like a string in my bow. It's something I have to have. Like it's like another way of accessing a string in my bow. It's yeah. very lyrical or something. You know what I'm talking That's about? Poetic. It's I like, know. Is that a saying? Yeah, like another. Um, I like it. Like another. Like you got you got like your computer toolkit. Well, yep. I think you should have a tablet in there if you, especially like me, where fixed computers or you know deal with people's computers. Having that. It's essential. You know when I'm building a computer and you have that yeah, thing. But let's be honest. Reality is you need it every minute of every, of your waking day. Even when you wake up, you'll you'll check it. Yeah, I really like it in that in that respect. I like it's very quick. You flip it open, you check some stuff, close it. Whereas the computer is more of a I'm going to come and sit at this computer and do some stuff, right? I think I will have to buy a stylus though because my finger works maybe 30% of the time. I've got a $5 um, Best Buy ticket that needs using. Why don't you take that and get a stylus for $5? Can you use a stylus from uh, DS? No. You need a conductive, like one for a capacitive touchscreen you need. Okay. The the DS isn't that type of touchscreen. They're not cheap. They're not expensive. They're $10. Like you could get one That'd for be five. That'd cool. be um, Yeah, and they work really good. Then if I did buy page, or Photoshop or whatever, then I could possibly draw on it, which would be awesome. Yeah, you could. really awesome. You could draw on it, yeah. <gasps> See, then I'd be in love with it. I could have my Sirius. Because one thing I love about Sirius on there, it plays in the back. That Other stuff, yeah. when you try to pull something on top, it goes down and goes away. Video stops, the sound goes away. I'm like, I can listen to this fucking video. Can I not just do two things at once? This is how it works. <laughs> so then, this is now what it looks like in the kitchen, instead of just my laptop. There is the tablet plugged into the laptop to keep it charged. The video is playing on the laptop. I mean, on the tra- on the tablet, and then I'm using my laptop to surf and go on. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at me like. But if you sat on the couch, you 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 only need to have the tablet. Definitely. Now. Like like if you are like, oh, I'm waiting for an email, or I am wanting to look at something, look something up. Yeah. And that voice search on Google that they've just added. It's amazing. It is really cool, just to be able to say, which movies was Harrison Ford in? I can't remember. And it just tells you, like, it's crazy. You know, because there's often times where we go, we're watching TV and we're like, who is this guy? What's the, what you, else is he doing? You been? say that more than me. But and yeah. I love that feature where you can, uh, what's this song? Yep. Because there are, you know, songs on TV where I go, I like that song. I don't know what it is. So, uh, yeah, I got a new tablet. Nexus 7. It's really cool from Asus. We buy a lot of Asus products. We should get free. My every- laptop is Asus and it's having a problem. Yeah, but it's been, it's old. It's not that old. It was a thousand dollars. At least Jesus five years. Christ. Yeah, things don't last forever. You use it hard. I do, <laughs> and I'm not precious about <laughs> yeah. my things. So, if it's- it is in the bathroom, for example, on the counter, <clears throat> and I use body powder, yeah, <laughs> that's <see. a> problem. <laughs> there's probably a nice amount of body powder <laughs> trickled down inside the keyboard. And you're looking at five years of use with it. I use it. I do. I, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, nothing else to say. Sid Talk. 
What? You've got nothing to say according to this. Oh, yeah, you have. What's for dinner, said Doc? Well, I've been marinating tofu all day, and I'm going to cook it the way we love it. Just skillet it up. Mmm, delicious. And I'll tell you what, the last time I made it, and the next day, I ate the leftovers cold. Amazing. I did, too. I had a couple of Oh, my God. It's so amazing. And my marinade is, because we're just having that and some vegetables and some organic potatoes and stuff I got at the health food store today. Um, Okay, I'll tell you that later. But the marinade is some vegan Worcestershire sauce, which means no fish in it. Some tamari. Worcestershire. (laughs) (laughs) Worcestershire? Worcestershire? Whatever. It's got like three syllables. I know it does. And you always tell me it doesn't. But it's got to because look at it. It's Worcestershire. Worcestershire. (laughs) I can't say it that (laughs) Worcestershire. Worcestershire. See, I have to add an accent to it. (laughs) It's Worcestershire sauce. But it's vegan, so there's no fish in it. Okay? Some of that. Some tamari, which is Japanese, Chinese. Japanese. Soy. Gluten-free soy sauce, and this one's also vegan. I don't know why. I don't know why it is. I don't know what makes it not vegan when you get soy sauce, but this one says it's vegan. Some sugar, some brown sugar, and some vegetable bouillon stuff, and then some water. And then I like soaked it all day in it, cut it in pieces, soaked it all day in this container, so it soaks all of it up. Then just put it in the skillet. I'll let it brown, kind of, sort of, heat it all the way through. It's amazing. And I'm just going to make some of the, those potatoes that I bought in vegetables. I don't know what for dessert, though. We ate all the ice cream. Probably got cookies, doesn't it? We might have some old cookies. I'll have you have some old cookies. And then my other thing is, I forgot it, but the advice for the day is, you can see what it says there, reminded myself of some advice my grandpa gave me. They can't see me. anything. Soon before he passed away. He was 76, had lung cancer, and I was a big part of... My family and I all kind of sort of just hovered in onto the house, and we did everything in those last couple of years to just take care of him, and that was it. It was unquestioned. It was just going to happen. So I spent a lot of time with them. Lots of late nights of him not being able to sleep, particularly near the end. And there was one time we were talking about jobs and people, and I've always been very not good with authority anyway. And uh, he said he was talking. He had owned a stockyard for, which is funny. We're vegetarians now. I've only been we've been for like three and a half years or something. But he owned a stockyard and dealt with cattle his whole life. And he just said he wished that for the fifty years, fifty years ago, when he started, that he didn't have in his mind that he had to kiss everybody's ass or he wasn't gonna make a dollar. That that's how he looked at his business. You know, I got to say the right thing. Got to smile at these sons of bitches. Every time they say something, I got to go with whatever. You know, I got to, like, kiss everybody's ass, kind of, to get along. It's business. That's what you do. You shake their hand and you, you hope they give you the, the most dollars for what you want, etc., etc. And I was saying, like, how, you know, in jobs like what I was having, which are more, like, retail jobs at the time or, you know, other jobs I'd had where you're in an office or in a retail business or I worked, I've worked in a print shop, I've worked in grocery stores and bars. I've had a lot of jobs. I've had about 35 jobs, actually, since we graduated from high school. And there's always some asshole pecking at you, you know, telling you what to do and da-da-da-da and snap it up and go faster and do this and bottom line, blah, blah, blah. 
And he's just sitting there real serious. And I was talking about it. And I said, you know, I have a hard time with this. I have a really hard time with it. Because if I'm just doing my job, and when I do my job, usually, I do a good job at it. I'm not perfect because I don't believe in perfection. I don't stress myself out. I'm not motivated. I'm not ambitious to move up a chain of any kind. If I've stuck myself in to do that job, I will do it well. And I don't need some schmucky person, you know, pecking at me all the time. Or making me feel bad if I'm not perfect. And he was listening and I was just talking to him. I, if they, it was pretty late at night. I had CNN on and we were just sitting there and he was really serious. And he said, you know what? Don't let the sons of bitches get you down. <laughs> you know, in this really like haunting sort of like he had just made up his mind that with everything we were talking about, that even with everything else going on, just don't let the sons of bitches get you down. And then we went on about, like, they're not living your life. They don't come home with you. They don't mean anything to you. You know, if you bring that guy home with you in your head, pecking at you and putting you down or making you mad and you get home and you're still pissed off and you're dreading the next day, well, then they win. You know, that guy, and that guy didn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit whether you go home, all he wants is the next day for you to be just as scared of him and just as, like, kissing his ass and letting him get you down. Because he wins. He wins in terms of, like, authority and more money and all that stuff. So that's my advice to everyone. Don't let the sons of bitches get you down. Well said. Um, Thank you, thank you. I didn't make it up. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for listening to the show. And remind you about our website. It's aschoolie.com, sidtalk.com. If you're going to win a Blu-ray, go to aschoolie.com. If you want to look at Sid Talk stuff, go to sidtalk.com. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Xbox Live, YouTube. Catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store. Um, you can leave us a review on the iTunes Music Store. We will never see it because neither of us have iTunes. <laughs> what is my stuff, by the way? Uh, I don't on know. Sid You'd Talk. have to say that. I no. don't go there. Oh, thanks. <laughs> my stuff is I only go there when I need to upgrade your site. <laughs> <laughs> my stuff is just me. Drawings. Posts, things, uh, more advice, probably. Right, so... Mostly drawings that I do. You can email feedback to me at aschoolie at com. Don't email Sid Talk. She only... I'm not going to let the sons of bitches get me down. And um, <laughs> stay classy, Mr. John C. Riley. Classy performance in Rocket Ralph. And uh, don't forget to put your clocks back at, or forward at 2 a.m. No, don't <laughs> move your... Oh, my God. You're insidious. I am going to say, think for yourselves, or the sons of bitches are going to think for you. <laughs>